welcome to this week's episode of Grounded with Brandon and Craig. I am Brandon, and that means that you are... Craig? Absolutely. I have a gnat flying around my microphone. How's that even possible? I don't even know. I can barely see it out of my left eye. Yeah. Uh, who uh, Did you go 12 rounds with Mike Tyson, or did Allie take you down in the first it round? It wasn't 12 rounds with Mike Tyson. It's just, you know, one word, and, and Allie just popped me a good one. You know, it's good to know she's got her house in order, right? <laughs> <laughs> good for you, Allie. You go. Coffee. You go. Make me Great marriage everywhere. counseling right there. <laughs> so here's the funny thing about that. Okay, if you, just to let you all know, just so you know, I'm sitting there looking across from him. He's got his uh, left eye is barely open. Literally looks like he's been punched by somebody. I last night my eye started itching and I started rubbing it. And every now and then I'll do this where I rub it too much and it's what are like four. Yes, yeah. And so I don't know if I had something in it. I weed eated for quite a while yesterday, and so I had you know stuff everywhere and sweating and all that stuff. It was hot yesterday. Oh, man, it was muggy yesterday. Um, but so I told Allie, I'm like, I really hope I didn't get in any in any poison ivy. Like I went in and washed off like I took a shower and I put bleach on a washcloth and washed my arms and stuff because I was in just so much stuff but um the funny thing about that you know talking about Allie punching me in the face which did not happen I made uh-huh. a, I made a comment second service so it's on the live stream and um I'm pretty sure everybody here thought I was serious but um we were talking about um Todd was talking about freedom Mm-hmm. Or not freedom, sorry. Surrender. Todd was talking about surrender. I wouldn't even hear it. And I know that. you, you know right? that. That's right. And and I, I just talked about how that goes countercultural against you know what we're being taught today. Right. It goes against every fiber of my being, you know, to surrender. And I said maybe that's why you know my wife and I get in in so many arguments. And I kind of smiled. <laughs> you know, I said it as a joke. And you know the second the second service group. Yeah. They just looked at me like uh-huh. like I was a bump on a log. Right. Like, what is he doing? First service would have laughed their they heads They would have laughed off. their heads off. Second service is like, what, what's he talking about? Yeah, and so I told Allie, I'm like, I hope people realize that we really don't argue that much. <laughs> she just punches me in the face. Well, when I ever make a comment about Anita, I'm always like, um, is she in here? Right. Is, is she coming down the aisle? Exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I hope you get that. I hope, hope they, actually, in the time I've been here, it looks better. It's feeling so, better. It's yeah. getting there. I've just got to not touch it. Or I could help it get the other eye to match if you well, like. Well, you could yeah. do that. Yeah, and then I'm <laughs> It'd be hard to see you. So, uh, yeah, yesterday was extremely muggy. I couldn't believe it. We were traveling back yeah. yesterday. So, um, and uh, being a stupid human being as I am, I should have not traveled back on the official Monday holiday mm-hmm. of the 4th of July when everybody else is traveling back home. Um, it took us a little longer than normal, got caught in a couple really bad traffic jams other than that you know you know we made it back but you know you're in the i'm in the car all day and so it's nice and cool oh yeah and everything and so when i got home i was trying to get home in time to to mow my yard ran into the same thing you did i mean it was hot sweats running i could not it's it was brutal and it didn't matter you mowed yours what about eight o'clock yeah i exactly i started about eight o'clock and it didn't matter if it was eight o'clock or i started weed eating and i ran the chainsaw for a little bit at 11 30 in the morning, like that was not smart either. Like I, pretty sure I lost a bunch of weight and sweat. <laughs> hey, that's good. That's what you wanted, it. <laughs> sure, it is. 
<laughs> yeah. You got to make sure you're drinking that water. Uh, I had, what did I tell you? 160 ounces of water yesterday. I keep track of how much water I'm drinking. So it's like you would make a turn and then the water would turn after you. You could hear it turning. Right? Yeah, pretty yeah, right. much. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I was, I was gone from Wednesday until uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. So how was your week last week besides was, the, um, the eye and, um, yeah, no, my week was really good. It was a good week. I just think in general, um, kids were in good moods and, um, everything that's was a big plus. That's always good. So Allie and I officially started the caveman diet a week ago yesterday. Good for you. Um, you like it? Went, it went amazingly well. Good. We, um, I'm liking it a lot. I think Allie is too. Um, I can speak for myself for sure, but you know, there's, when people think of a diet, I think they think, oh, the food's going to be nasty or right. I can't eat anything. Right. And I'm going to starve. I'm going to starve. Yeah. And, and I've eaten until I've been content. Um, I, I've kind of come up with some, not come up with some new recipes, but I've, created some recipes mm-hmm. that I wouldn't normally make. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had twice now we've had for breakfast. Um, have you seen the uh, the egg and the avocado? Yes. So we did that. Have you had that? Have not. Really good. It. So you, you cut an avocado in half, and what I would do, I would cut an avocado um, about in two-thirds. And so take the lower, the bigger section mm-hmm. the, of the two-thirds and scoop some out of the middle mm-hmm. around where the, the seed is. Mm-hmm. And is that a seed or what is that thing? I thought it was a golf ball, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> is that what you're supposed to do? Go hit that yeah. in the yard after you're yeah, done? Yeah, I mean, that's what we do. I usually just put, throw it up in the air, hit with a baseball bat, and it just goes across the houses in the neighborhood. Nice. So, yeah, right. Anyway. So anyways, you take and you scoop that out, and then you crack an egg in it. Okay. And you bake it in the oven on like 400, 425. Really? And um, the first time we did it, my the yolk got a little too done for me. I like a little more of a runny yolk. And so I... um Backed it down to 400. Uh, was that yesterday? Yesterday we did it. It's good. I mean, it's a good flavor. How long flavor. Did you keep that in there? About 10 to 15 minutes. Oh, okay. You just kind of keep an eye on it too. Right, right. Watch for the whites to get done. And um, the flavor profile is really good. You know, there's yeah. not much of a flavor there with avocado. Right. But um, but the egg adds to it, and, right. and I'm I'm a big fan of just the texture right. of avocado as well, and well, so well the caveman diet is a really good diet, and 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 I hate to even say it's a diet; it's more like you're you're it's you're a lifestyle. Care of, it is it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. You're taking care of yourself, and um, I did fudge a couple times on vacation. You know you, you can. Have to do That's that. all right. I, I was down at the log cabin pancake house in Gatlinburg, and I love their pancakes, and I love the whole surroundings. It just makes me want to eat carbs when I walk in that building. So I did exactly that. And so, you know, I was like, okay, that's fine. And then, um, we, the last night we were there, they have this place called Burgermaster. And so we went there for ice cream. And so I had ice cream, I had a chocolate sundae, which was awesome, actually. Nice. But that's the only two times I actually fudge. So I'm ready to get back on it. But one of the things that I love, um, to cook on this is, um, and it's kind of a kind of concoction that I made is that I'll take a pound of hamburger, mm-hmm. like uh, the Angus hamburger, and I'll brown it in the um, I'll brown it in the uh, what do you pan? call it? Yeah, pan. Yeah. yeah, thank you. You're welcome. And welcome uh, back. <laughs> right, welcome back to RCC. <laughs> so I'll brown that in the pan, and then um, sometimes I'll then I'll salt and pepper it, and then what I'll do is I'll put um, some kind of seasoning mm-hmm. on that, like an Italian seasoning mm-hmm. or something. I'll keep mixing it up, and then I'll start throwing in peppers like red, green, mm. um, you know, yellow peppers, and then I'll throw in mushrooms on top of that. And sometimes I'll put in zucchini, and I'll just keep flipping and flipping and yeah. flipping. And then what I'll do is I'll do a can of diced tomatoes, put it in there, and just do it real quickly, and then I'll serve that up. 
Yeah, that and sounds similar to an idea that I've had. Really you know, good. Because we like spaghetti. Right. And I like I like meat in my spaghetti. Right. Like spaghetti with meat sauce. And um, so Allie's dad and I were talking. We went to an Amish auction on Friday, an Amish produce auction. That was fun. I love people I watching. It, it was fun to people right. watch. Uh, but anyways, we were talking about, you know, just this diet that we're on and what we can't have but versus what we can't have and all that stuff. And um, Allie's mom had made some zucchini noodles, I think, the other day and boiled them. And I was like, well, what about instead of boiling them, take them and make the, you know, noodles and then throw them on the Blackstone. And Tom was like, oh, man, with some hamburger and then put some tomato, you know, like you said, the, the can of diced tomatoes and yep. the sauce and everything. Right. I mean, that would be that'd be right. perfect. So I think that's going to be on the agenda coming up, too. That'll be good. Made my own mayonnaise. Perfect. So, I, you know, it's 4th of July, and they were going to have coleslaw. And I'm like, I want coleslaw so bad, but I didn't want to eat it with the mayonnaise because it's so unhealthy. Right. And so I got on and searched caveman mayonnaise recipe, and sure enough, one popped up, paleo, you know, paleo mayonnaise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, it was it was fairly simple to make. It, um, you know, it was technical because with your egg yolks, um, you have to continue to whisk them as you're incorporating the oil. We used half avocado oil and half extra virgin olive oil just because we didn't have enough avocado. Next right. time I'm going to use all avocado oil right. um, just because the extra virgin olive oil has a little bit more of a right a, a zing to it and um but you have to whisk it like non-stop while right. you put in like up to a half of that um, right. oil in so the eggs don't curdle but it, it turned out really, really good? good yeah That's it turned good. out good the coleslaw was good so i i tell you what i'm trying to do i'm trying to talk to uh, tim hortons to have the caveman timbits how awesome would that be let me know how that goes what, what's gonna be in them <laughs> You know, I, I was wondering about that because almonds are good. Yeah. You could use almond flour, but I don't know what else you would use for like exactly, your sugars and all right, that stuff. Right, right, right. So I'm glad, I'm glad it's going well for you because it's a really good, it's uh, going good. I think yeah. it's a really good diet and I'm looking forward to getting back on it, um, you know, uh, 100%. Right. And, um, I don't really look at it as a diet anyway. I, yeah. I, I just think it's just, I feel better. Um, you know, some of the stuff that I ate down in Tennessee was, it was good while you're eating it. Oh, but yeah. then I, you're just like, oh, I wish I hadn't yeah. eaten this, but yeah, you didn't anyway. Yeah. So, well, um, and that's the thing, even a week in, I feel better already. Right. And I don't know if it's a mindset thing or right. what, but I do. I mean, literally, I feel, I feel much better right. already and just more energy. That's good because that's so, what it's all about. That is exactly. energy and you're going to need it because you got, you got, you got all those kids. Oh man. Then <laughs> they have energy. They don't need a yeah, diet no, for energy. Don't. No, they don't. So, hey, we haven't told everybody yet, but uh, we're, we're going to have a guest here in just a few minutes. Yes, we are. And uh, we've actually mentioned this man on the podcast several times. He's peeked in our window. We've referred to him as the all-knowing, all-seeing uh, Todd Norquist. The so Gandalf of RCC. He's the Gandalf of RCC. That would make me Frodo and you Me, Schmeagle. Yeah, right. Or Sam. I guess I could be Samwise. Right. I like Samwise. <laughs> Samwise likes to eat like I do. Exactly. <laughs> so he should be rolling here in just a few minutes. We're going to roll over the sermon with him. And, yep. And talk uh, surrender with uh, Todd and and you know a couple other things, but um, well, those of you uh, if you were at church Sunday or if you watched online, I was um, I was gone and uh, we were down in Tennessee. We've we've done this for several years now. We with my family on Memorial Day. We're also with them on July the fourth, mm -hmm. and uh, so that ended up being uh, really good. And um, you're right, the energy that your uh, your grandkids oh. have it just it just never stops. Yeah. And they're they're absolutely great. They're 
they're not bad at all, but man, they're just constant. It never stops. And I know we've talked about that yep. uh, before, but, um, it was, um, it's why, was, why you have kids when you're young. It, exactly. 100%. Cause but, now uh, you get to send them home when you're done with them. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, you've not lived until you've seen your grandkids or your kids. You're in Kate's Cove down in Tennessee in the yep. Smokies mm. and you run across a mom with three baby bears. Oh, nice. And they're watching that and literally we're 15 yards away from this. They say you're supposed to be 50, but yeah. we were a little closer than that. And just to watch their faces and oh, look yeah. at that. I mean, just, just being down there and it's, um, you know, it's one of those things. If I lived down there, I'd probably go through there. I'd take a stroll through there right? every day. I right? mean, that is a great place. Yeah, you showed me the video of that, of yeah. that bear. Yeah. And, I mean, she was beautiful. Good size. Good size bear. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so we we were hiking out through this one field in Cades Cove, and nobody was on this, like, path. And it was one of these, like, paths that not, not a lot of people take. And so we went about halfway. Then we turned around and came back. We had all the kids with us. And then we were maybe within 10, 15 minutes from getting back to our vehicles. And um, we looked over. And there was a bear standing on its hind legs in the middle of these weeds eating berries, just looking at us. Right. It was crazy. That's great. Yeah. It's, it's just really neat to, to be down there. So. Yep. Love that. A beautiful area too, yep. the mountains. And you, you text me a couple of times and, and you were like, man, I, I love being in the mountains. Exactly. And I do. And that's, you know, with us, we were, you know, in Virginia, the, week prior and, and spending time with my family mm-hmm. and we were hoping to see some bear we didn't we saw deer and everything but but yeah just there's just something about the the mountains that, oh man that it's i just, love it's just serene it's like it's just wonderful i mean there's just it's peaceful um even though there's people up there but it's just it's just as peaceful as, as it can be so it was good and you know like the old adage you know it's good to get away but it's good to come home because you know you got things to do you got to get back to the grind you know and get yep. everything done so and, um, but we have, uh, we were talking to you guys a few weeks ago and said we were going to, uh, get into some questions and, um, that you guys have sent us. And, um, we had a question come up and, um, we thought we would go ahead and entertain this question while we're waiting on Todd to come in. Is that a good, is that all right to do? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, let me, that. let me, um, text Todd and tell okay. him he can come on in whenever. And, um, um so we had, uh, we've got numerous questions and we have, um, had a question from, was it Kevin? Kevin. Kevin, Kevin Beal. Beal. Yeah, Kevin Beal sent us a question. And he, and he sent a couple more that we're going to have to do some homework on. Right. And we're going to have to be a little more prepared for. Right. Um, but, yeah, this one is. It's a really good question. And good uh, question. Kevin's an avid listener. And thanks, Kevin, for listening. And um, he's also been doing the caveman yes, diet. Yes, he has. And, yeah, we um, were sharing recipes on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> so he does the caveman diet. And um, so he sent a question in. And um, I'm trying to think of what where it is. He says, what is a lukewarm Christian, or is there even such a thing? That's a good question. That's a very good question. What is a lukewarm Christian, and is there even such a thing? So, what do you think about that? Yes, I think there absolutely is such a thing. Um, and, and as we've talked before, um, you know, I think that I think it's easy for us to get there at one point or another. I, th- I think if we're honest with right. ourselves. We've all been there at one point or another. Right. And, I, and I think to me, when I hear the term lukewarm, um, and I think of a lukewarm Christian, then it, it it reminds me of somebody that's just going through the motions. Right. I'm just going through the I'm, – I'm on the train. I may not be in the conductor seat. I may not be in the, the first right. row, but I'm on the train, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to where I'm going eventually. 
Um, There is a a very big concern with that as well for me too, with that mindset of, hey, I'm I'm there, I've made it. Kind of we've talked before about washing your hands. It's like, okay, I've been baptized, I'm I'm in heaven, right? Um, Because we we know what I've attained it. I've attained it, right? Um, And so, yes, I, I think there absolutely is, but that's where we as Christ followers have to constantly be in our in our minds, just kind of that um, being renewed every single day. Exactly. And then I, I just pulled up a definition of lukewarm, and this was talking about you know liquid or food uh, not being hot nor cold. It's like in that just medium part. But it, the second part of that definition says this, showing little enthusiasm. How about that? Showing little enthusiasm. Right. And I think when you talk about a lukewarm Christian, that's what we're talking about. You're showing hardly any enthusiasm for the things of God. I mean, it's one of those things, and I think you've already talked about it. I'm already in. I'm in the club. I've done all these things, and so I'm just showing up to the to, to church. I'm just going through the motions of it. I mean, if if you have a a sporting a sports team, basketball, football, baseball, or whatever, and your team's just going through the motions, right? How irritating is that? Mm-hmm. I mean, there was there's there's been a time in my life where I've been watching the Reds play, and I'm talking 30 years ago, and you can just tell they're going through the motions. It's just they're just out there. You're like they're not running hard, they're not going after the balls hard. You know, they're swinging at pitches they shouldn't be swinging at, and you're just like you're so irritated right. watching it. Oh, they're playing the game of baseball. Yes, but they're just going through. They're, they're there to get a paycheck. Exactly. Isn't that and, the Reds every year? Boom. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just Boom. Kidding. Reds would be my second favorite team. Okay. Anyway, the, um, I, what were we talking about? Going through the most. Hey, welcome to ground. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, but no, and you look at that and, and you get kind of, um, as, as a spectator watching that, you, you're thinking they're not performing to the level that you know that they can perform right. to. And I wonder sometimes if God doesn't do that with me. Absolutely. When I get just go through the motions of everything where he's just like, you know what? Here's what I've given to you. You're not doing this. And all of a sudden you're, you know, I wonder if God gets your data about that. So, yeah. well, by I, the way, um, you're not going to believe who just walked into the room. The one and only Todd Norquist. Welcome. Hey, Todd. How are you doing? Good, Good. to be here. <laughs> Good to have Good you. Good to have you. We, we just talked about you. We said he is the all-seeing eye of RCC. He's the Gandalf of RCC. He's the brains of RCC. Pretty much everything goes through Todd. He's speechless. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's shaking his I head. I don't no. think so, but <laughs> Todd's like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. So you can hop in here too as, as well, Todd. I'm going to read this um, verse of passage first. And the question is, we're answering a couple questions that have been sent in to us um, over the weeks now. And this one is, um, what is a lukewarm Christian or is there even such a thing? And in Revelation chapter 3, John is writing to the church, um, God is having John write to the church in Laodicea. And in verse 15 it says, I know all the things you do, this is God speaking, I know all the things you do, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were one or the other, but since you are lukewarm, since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. You say, I am rich, I have everything I want, I don't need a thing. And you don't realize that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. So I advise you to buy gold from me, gold that has been purified by fire. And that's what we what we were talking about is just being purified by God every exactly. single day, that refining. Um, and, and he goes on. And so, 
you want to weigh into that as well? We've been talking about, we, we said, yes, there is such a thing as, as lukewarm Christians. I think if we're honest, we've all been there at one point or another in our lives of just kind of going through the motions. Yeah, I suppose it's kind of hard to determine if somebody ever had really made that commitment to Christ and then becomes a lukewarm Christian, you know, right, as opposed sure. to not having truly made a commitment and therefore... Maybe putting your toe, toe in the pool, but yeah, not fully jumping in. The whole dabble thing, right, you know, people right. like to dabble in Christianity, I believe, you know, and take what they like and leave the rest. Um but yeah, that whole lukewarm thing, I mean, you know, to be spit out, that's a pretty right. strong kind of word picture, yeah. you know, to be yeah. spit out. It's a violent out. picture, actually. Yeah. It is. It's like, something. that's something gross in your yeah. mouth. Well, yeah. and there are some some versions of the Bible, and they translate it, and obviously that's, you know, kind of an, an interpretation thing for the translators, but there are some translations that say vomit, mm-hmm. you know, that God will vomit Ugh, you out of I his mouth. And I hate vomit. Right? <laughs> oh, gosh. And, and, but that's, that's I think that proves a, a, such a, like Todd said, a great word picture of Man, I don't want to. I don't want to be that disgusting to God. Oh. He would rather me be not on fire. He would rather me mm-hmm. be completely walking away from Him than to say. And, and we've talked about this before because what happens is when you are claiming to be a Christ follower, but then you're not fully in, and people see that. People see you going through the mm-hmm. motions. People see you um, praising God with you know out of this side of your mouth, and then cursing God out of this side of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Then you're sending the world the wrong message. Well, what's the, let me ask you this, and this has popped in my mind. There is the, you know, I think you said, did you ever really make the commitment mm-hmm. to God? But this passage of scripture or this whole topic of lukewarm, would you think that it's more kind of the lifestyle of a lukewarm Christian? Mm-hmm. Because if I'm going to be honest with you, I have moments of being lukewarm. Mm-hmm. But it's sure. not, my, it's not my overall, let's take the 365 days a year. I'm not, I don't feel like that, um, that I'm lukewarm. But if I'm being honest, sitting here today, I am lukewarm at times Mm -hmm. where I am literally just going through the motions because it's the right thing to do. Right. And, and I look at that sometimes and I, and I know I'm doing it. And sometimes when I'm doing it, I'm, I I will actually pray, God, I'm doing this because I love you. I my heart's not in it. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't know if that's right or not. (laughs) I don't know if I, you know, it's like, but then you, you take three, two days later, and that could totally change. And I'm like, okay, I've got a renewed spirit. But, yeah. you know, you've been praying about it. I mean, you have lukewarm actions. I'm not sure if my heart is lukewarm, but I just physically I'm lukewarm. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Am I, am I making sense or dumb totally off the wall? Yeah, and I think the difference there is is, is the acknowledgement. Yeah. To acknowledge, okay, I know where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I, and, and that's I, I really do believe that that's what God wants to see in us. He mm-hmm. wants us to acknowledge that, man, I, I am lukewarm right now. What can I do? Mm-hmm. Okay, I need to be in my in the word more. I need to spend more time in prayer. I need to ask, you know, the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit to help me out of this rut that I'm in or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um there's you're 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 like seeking to get out of that. Right. And I and so when I see like lukewarm, I'm almost seeing that as uh, it's a lifestyle mm-hmm. and I'm not acknowledging right. that I am Yeah, I was going to say versus someone who's just content kind mm-hmm. of you know, riding on the coattails of, of Christianity and, and like, well, I, I'm going to enjoy the, the benefits that this gives me. But, right. you know, they're just kind of, again, going through the motions. Right. But they're just content being kind of – really, you're on the line at mm-hmm. that point. And so they're mm-hmm. content being on the line. Well, I think it's um, 
oh man, it's a it's a tough place to be in because you know you. I, the Bible talks a lot about our heart. It talks a lot about um, we we are identifiable by the fruit in our life, mm-hmm. and um, you know. If I'm my life is a tree and I'm a fruit tree, there's been times where I've put some good fruit off, and there's been some times yeah. where nothing has grown that season, mm-hmm, and right. it's been a tough season. And um, and during that time, I've realized that I've always been, for me personally, I've always been very, very convicted by God in that area of being lukewarm. I know what my heart is, I know where my mind is, and I know sometimes it's just not right. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know that when it's not like that, no matter what you're projected on the outside, on the inside, it's like there's this, there's this stuff that's going on that God is doing inside of me. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm like, if you're, if you're a lukewarm Christian and I'm just trying, I'm trying to figure out the answer, would that be going on inside of you? Because I don't want to be a lukewarm Christian. I don't want to be right. that person that just right. acts like, you know, this is what it is. And just because you're a minister or just because you've been a Christian for, you know, 50 right. years or you're an elder or you're a deacon or a Sunday school teacher or a staff person, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to be just identified as that. I, right. I want to be identified as a, a as a passionate Christian, you know, for the cross and for the open tomb and, you know, what Christ has called called me to do. And I do not want to be one of those people who just show up and they go home. Right. right. You know, right. how bad is that? I mean, but don't you think sometimes, um, to define a lukewarm Christian or if, if I'm struggling with being lukewarm, sometimes that comes in, um, comparison to other people. I, I, I tend to get in that comparison game, right. Right. you know, and then, then all of a sudden what I'm doing seems lesser than or not as important or not as valuable as what somebody else is doing. And therefore, is it because I, because I'm lukewarm, I'm not as passionate, I'm not as, um, totally sold out as I should be in that moment? You know, right. does that, does that make me a lukewarm Christian? So I think there's a, a fine line there, you know, where you have to evaluate yourself Based on how God sees you. And I think you're both right as exactly, far as yeah. if you're acknowledging that, you're recognizing that in yourself. Right. It's like that's, that's such a huge part of the whole, right. of the whole battle. I right. think it's a good point because you talked about, you know, the comparison game. And I think that if we're all honest, we have compared mm. oh, yeah. our lives mm-hmm. to yep. other people. But when you get to the point where you don't do that, how, how awesome mm-hmm. is that? Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. where you are just, you know, going before God of where you're at. Exactly. And where God wants you to be. Cause I think that's a, that's almost a Satan thing. I'm going to compare myself, you know, like, you know, I could compare myself to like Todd, you know, you see the outer Todd in your family, you know, my marriage is not as good as Todd. My kids aren't as good as Todd's. My life is, I'm not as smart as Todd. Well, I'm not, but anyway, <laughs> you know, you go, you go through all that and you start comparing to that. Well, what happens then? Right. Well, you're like, there's no way I can be like that. And so yeah. I think that's almost a Satan thing to get you not to be who God wants you mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. I guarantee you that goes on a lot with people. Right. And, um, and I don't know if you guys have done this, but I've done that where I've compared before. But honestly, I have not compared my life to anybody's in. I don't know how long it's been. 20 more years. I would say it's definitely much less than it used to yes. be. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
the, exactly. the whole curmudgeon thing kind of comes into play. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> I may say I wish I had those kids instead of I. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Right. Yeah. But no, I think you're right. I, um, you know, you, you know, you're a little older than I am and you get to a certain point where you, you hit a, hit, hit kind of a wall where it's just like, I'm not doing that anymore mm-hmm. because you've done that. So much mm-hmm. that you know it doesn't work, mm-hmm. and you may feel like you want to do something like that, but you just know that it's just there's just no benefit in that. Uh, there's mm-hmm. nothing honoring to God, and there's nothing that you're going to get from that mm-hmm. doing that. And so, um, when I compare myself now, I um, I do compare myself to what God's Word says, mm-hmm. yeah. and that is humbling enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because when I start looking at what God tells me to do and where I am at. It really, it really speaks to to my heart, yeah. and um, you know, let's let's just admit it. I'm I am so far from where I need to be, but I'm better than what I was. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so thank God for that. And um, you know, and I'm looking forward to if I've got two years or twenty years or thirty years to live. You know, I hope I'm not the same person then that I am today, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and that God. And I think that's the journey. That's the it process. Is. It is. And, and I believe that you know, once you stop the journey and the process, that's where the lukewarmness starts to come in. And that's when right. you know he's talking to these churches. Yeah. You know, get up, get off your duff, yeah. get yeah. off your can. I need for you to do something. You know, and that's where I where I see sometimes with mm-hmm. you know with myself. You know, I look at people like Elijah or something like that. You know, they suffered bouts of you know downtimes or depression or mm-hmm. something like that. And mm-hmm. I don't look at him as being lukewarm. I look at him just physically. I am God. I'm waving the white flag. I'm yeah. tired. He's yeah. burnt out. Worn out. I'm yeah. Out. yeah. I can't do this another day. I've been reading so, about Elijah and yeah. Elisha, mm-hmm. and it made me. I had to pull up Rich Mullins. Elijah. Everything goes back to night. song with Brandon. Yeah, that was great. So anyways, there's a lot, you know, and, and I, as I'm listening to both of you talk, there's just so much validity in, in what you're saying because what I'm hearing is, you know, we have to put aside comparing ourselves to other people right. and their journey, their faith, their religion, and and truly view our lives through the lens of God's holy word yeah, through right. scripture. That's where we find our worth that's why where we figure out who we are in right. him and and so i think that that is the that's the trap mm-hmm. that's the trap that it, it can it can be easy to fall into oh 100 so yeah good stuff on that yeah well i you know i look at like uh there's a couple of scriptures i just looked them up you know colossians 323 um tells us you know whatever you do work heartily mm-hmm. as for the Lord and not and not mm-hmm. for men. Not for man. And it's like everything you do is for God. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and I love in even in our uh, our mission statement, it's the first thing is to glorify God. Mm-hmm. Because isn't that really what it's all about? It's to glorify God. Everything else falls underneath that. It's not that I'm gonna do something and hopefully Todd's gonna tell me thank you or Brandon's gonna really appreciate that. Right. And not doing you know, it for the approval of man. Exactly. Right. It is literally God, how did I do on this? Right. And um you know, it's like literally before I get up to speak, I'll, I will go in the back room for two or three or four minutes just by myself and mm-hmm. I'll pray and I'll be like, God, I don't want, I, I, if I don't want any compliments, I don't want anything said, I want people to be directed toward yeah. you. Yeah. Right. And that's my prayer every Sunday. Now, if they say thank you or something, that's fine, but I don't get big headed about it because literally I yeah. want God's word to be heard and it is all about glorifying God. And whether you're up front or you're leading worship or you're preaching or I'm preaching or whoever's talking or teaching, if you're just walking through town 
glorify God. Mm -hmm. And I, and I believe that, um, you know, part of not being lukewarm is thinking on those terms. God, everything I do, I'm going to glorify you today, whatever that is. I'm going to have my moments where I'm not. Because I am who I am. I like you said. I'm curmudgeon sometimes. <laughs> I'm I'm bullheaded. I'm stubborn. But God, I, ultimately, my goal today is to literally glorify you and, yeah, and right. everything yeah, that I do right. and say. So I just like that verse. That's a good. That's. A good it just verse. makes me think too. Back in the church that he wrote that John wrote that to in Laodicea. You know, you wonder in that church. He he gave it sort of a general. Um, Directive to the whole church, at least that's what it appears right, in scripture. Right, right. But you wonder if there was people in that church, were they all mm-hmm. lukewarm? Right. Or was there some that weren't lukewarm right. and they were getting really tired of the lukewarm people? Right. You know, because right. we all know that feeling too, where we, and that's probably from Satan as well, where we feel like we're sort of carrying the burden right. of the group <laughs> right. or whatever. And it's like, come on, guys, you got, you know. Right. Pull yourself together, you know. We, <laughs> right. we need to, you know, right. get focused on the urgency of, of our mission and all that. So I just, I just wonder if there was people. Anyway, that brings sort of the accountability that if you recognize somebody else is lukewarm. Yeah. You know, and kind of how do you confront them or encourage them is probably mm-hmm. a better word, right. you know, because we're all called into this together, you know, to walk together and, right. um, you know, God can convict and all that, but sometimes that also comes through relationships with other people exactly. to say, you gotta, yeah. you know, you can't just walk in both the world and the church, right. buddy. You gotta yeah. make a decision here. And um, that's really hard though. Yeah. And that's why I think that relationships are so important and relationships yeah. in the church are so important. Not just, you know, Craig mentioned, you know, going to church for your hour. You didn't say it exactly like that, but that's pretty much what you were saying. But that was I was thinking. How'd you know that? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, but you know, if you come if you come to church and and you you come for a Sunday morning service and you worship and you learn and you grow, that's great. But then if you leave and um, and you've got a completely different set of friends who are in the world, and not saying that you can't have those friends because goodness, that's your mission field. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't have any other connection with believers. It may not necessarily need to be somebody in the same church that you're attending, but at least someone who is, is grounded in their, their faith. Right. Um, you know, that's where those, that encouragement and kind of prodding and, you know, Hey, what, what's going on? Mm-hmm. You know, right. I, mm-hmm. I see this in you, not, not judging. Um, mm-hmm. been there myself. Right. Let's, you know, how can we move past this? Mm-hmm. You know, you're better than this. Yeah. You know, you're a child of God. Exactly. And God has so much more, right? So much more for you, you know, your relationship. I just think we, we bottleneck that relationship. We tie God's hands sometimes, you know, oh, with, yeah. um, with our actions and don't allow him to fully bless us like he would like to. Right. And imagine if we didn't tie God up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. What would that look like? Mm-hmm. Because I, I'll guarantee you the Christian community it most generally ties the hands of God or we put him in a box to yeah. where he can. And I, here's what I think. When we tie his hands or put him in a box, that's where he's staying. Mm-hmm. Right. Because now he's like, oh, you want this? Perfect. Yeah. You want to mm-hmm. play God today? Go for it. You want to play God for your life? Go for it. I'll just sit and watch you mm-hmm. while you play God. and Let's see how this works out for you. And when you just, uh, you know, allow God to do the work in it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do that. And I think being a lukewarm Christian, it's 
you want to tie God, you want to put him in a box. Mm-hmm. And you guys mentioned the, the account, you mentioned the accountability, Todd. I think that is a huge thing because, you know, if I just walked up to a stranger and said, Oh, you're lukewarm. Well, my eyes would look like Brandon's right now. You know, <laughs> they'd pop me out, you know, but you know, if there's somebody that I I'm close to, mm-hmm. what, what am I to do? That that's why we're together and, yeah. you know, and just, Hey, you know how much I love you, mm-hmm. but I, I got, I'm, I guess got to tell you something and um, yeah. talk it out yeah. and um, pray with them. Mm-hmm. That's a part of that. The relationship part is huge yeah. when it comes to that. You know, it's one thing to get up front and lay it down on the line. And that's awesome. Right. There's a place right. for that because you hear that and God's word works through that and you're convicted through that. But now what's the next step? Right. right. I mean, because once you walk out that door, you are out that door and the statistic is by three or four o'clock in the afternoon, you're only retaining about 20% of what you just heard. Mm-hmm. So if you're not actually, you know, being, um, in- intentional about doing, like not being lukewarm or not right, doing something, right. it's going to be gone by Monday morning. And mm-hmm. you have to be so, so careful about that. Yeah. You know, it's like, I think that's one of the great things about, um, even people who have relationships that are not connected to church and they're not Christian people because I've got those, but you have to have relationships with them. Mm-hmm. You know, if I walk up to somebody in Walmart and I don't know them and say, you know, you need to come to Jesus Christ and you need to be mm-hmm. baptized, they're going to be like, wow, this guy's a nut job. Mm-hmm. It may work like once out of a hundred. Yeah. But if I, if I'm with some people and I work with people and you, they get to know you and along the way you insert God, mm-hmm. you're inserting scripture or they, what would you do? Well, you know, I always think about God and my 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 word comes from God, and what does God's word say? Eventually, that's going to open up doors. Mm-hmm. It ha- it is does for right. me. Yep. And um, so I think it's important that those relationships mm-hmm. are always important to us to allow God to use those. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like you talked a couple weeks ago. We were talking about baptism, and right. And you've had people, and I've had people come to me and say, "Hey, will you talk to so and so, my family mm-hmm. member, about being baptized?" And and your thing is, well, why don't you? Exactly. Have you been baptized? Yes. You know, you know what went into that. You right. know what that's about. Why don't you? You've got the relationship. Right. They're going to receive it better from you. And right. And there are times where you know, it may be good for us to to talk to to right. somebody else. Exactly. But you know, that's where those relationships come mm-hmm. in. So vital. Exactly. So. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. So there you go, Kevin. That's that's our attempt to, uh, and we pulled in the uh, all knowing Todd on this. That's right. So you got a, You got an additional bonus. That's right. So. <laughs> so next week we'll give you a, a sneak peek at the question for next week. Oh, um, I don't we even had, know what this is. There you go. So I'll give you a sneak peek so you can begin to think about it. Um, this is based off of this was back from first uh, of June, um, so about a month ago when I preached the the sermon called Stop It. And I, mm-hmm. I talked about how we needed to stop taking scripture out of context, quit taking the Bible out of context, um, and cherry picking the Bible. And, um, someone emailed us in and they said, I'm having questions regarding the proper use of Bible scriptures. How does one know that they are using a scripture correctly? I'm not scholarly enough to use scripture in debate form, but sometimes use a verse as a means of comfort for myself or a friend. I would like further clarification on this subject as po- if possible. Thank you as always. So that's the question for next week. Yeah. So be sure to join Grounded with Brandon and Todd as they discuss the... Uh... <laughs> uh, hey, before we go. get into, uh, you know, the, the Sunday's topic, I just got a uh, text from somebody and um, I did not know this, but it says today, July 6th, 
is National Fried Chicken Day. Really? Did you know that? Todd, did you know that? I did not. Do you like fried chicken? Yes. Um, I've not had fried chicken for a long, long time. I really uh, like fried chicken. Yeah. I do. If it's good. If it's good. <laughs> yeah, I've had some bad fried chicken. Well, yeah. I know, but it's just who likes bad fried chicken? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's somebody out there. John looked at Brandon like, wow. <laughs> yeah. If you guys like bad fried chicken, please let us know. So does that mean you're going to wait until tomorrow to fully go back in 100% on the I caveman diet? I might have diet? to. Yeah, I might you have go. to think about that because, you know, a bucket of fried chicken from the colonel might be good. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I just figured maybe you'd go to Cracker Barrel. That's even better. They're chicken and honey. Oh, my chicken. Have you ever had fried chicken and honey? I don't believe so, no. Oh, if you ever you get a chance. Your chicken and behind. I know how much you like your food. I do. And he does like his food. Todd, if, you if you're listening to this from another state or whatever, you got to realize Todd is about 6'5", 6'4". 4, yeah. 6'4". I thought he was 7'3". Yeah, he's lean. <laughs> he eats about anything, and he is just about as lean as he can be. And it's, and it's aggravating to people like me <laughs> who can just look at a piece of cake, and I'm like, did I just get a love handle? What's going right? on here? And uh Todd eats a piece of fried chicken with honey and three pieces of cake, and he lost three pounds. So I don't understand that, but yeah. just blessed. Just he blessed. Is blessed. <laughs> so I was not here Sunday, mm-hmm. but I did get the opportunity to watch mm-hmm. Sunday. And um, how nice is that? Because I did the exact same thing. You know, we listened in. I, I didn't watch and drive, but we listened on the drive back from Virginia. And so I, I just think that was a blessing for us to be able to do just to stay connected Oh, totally. while you're gone. Yeah. It's very good. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And here's the thing when you're watching this, I'm watching it from my phone and I did have to, I had to break it up into three or four segments because, you know, we're with the grandkids right. and I'm trying to watch this. And, and, um, but what, what I really enjoyed about it was this, is that when you are watching this on what, whether your television or your phone or whatever item you're using, it's so weird to watch it on your phone because you you see just what you see. Mm-hmm. You don't see the entire room. And, you know, when you're looking at that, you're like, wow, that just looks really good. I mean, it's just like you got the blue screen. Right. You got the stuff button, the television. And, you know, then when you're leading, you got the worship mm-hmm. songs down at the bottom. It For one thing, it's done very well. It right. Is. It is. And um, I really appreciate our, our people who, yeah. who was in the stream room yesterday. This week would have been Corey and Allie. Yeah, they they did a fabulous job, and um, I really um, you're watching it, and the sound was was great. But um, I tell you, you're it's very easy to stay engaged, um, even mm-hmm. with all the distractions that yeah. that I had. Sure. And so one of you know one of the grandkids were you know sidled up next to me, and they watched just a few mm-hmm. minutes of it, and and so that that was really good. Yeah, and, but, and and like you said, the the audio is is done really well. Yeah. My kids were singing. You know, the songs with, with Carly and James when right. we were coming back. Mm-hmm. And they were back in the back of the gun. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love just hearing that. And I couldn't mm-hmm. believe how fast the message went. It, that was crazy. I yeah. mean, it was like 20 minutes. It seemed like 20 minutes. Well, we were, we were going to talk to you about that. We've yeah. had some, some 23 maybe or so. Like 20, 23, 24 minutes. <laughs> That's why all those emails came in and said, maybe Todd, no. Todd should change jobs. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> You've never worn that hat. You could do that one. That would be a good one. I don't one know for that you. that hat would fit. I got one that fits pretty good <laughs> <well> for you. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I um, thank you guys for you know you guys both did a fabulous job. Todd, you did an awesome job um, Sunday, and I love the, um, uh, the I love the word um, like watching it on my phone. Just the big word surrender mm-hmm. at the top of the screen that actually got your attention. 
Yeah. And so, you know, you're talking, but I'm looking at the word. So I just started thinking about, you know, that word. I don't know if sure. anybody else did that, but, um, I think you mentioned now it's, I remember I had to watch this in four segments, <laughs> but you, you said something about, you know, waving the white flag mm-hmm. or whatever. Yes. That was really good. I, you know, that's what we think of when you think of right. yeah. surrender. So I'll shut up now so you guys can talk, but yeah, yeah no, I, I think it was, um, it, it was a good day. It was, you know, I felt like, Besides my attempt at a joke second service about Allie and I arguing all the time that we, we don't do, but no one thought it was funny. <laughs> look at your eye today. Craig and I, and look at my eye today. Um, Craig and I decided if I would have said that in first service, they would have died laughing probably. Yeah. But, yeah. um, but no, I thought it was a good day and, and it is something for me. It just personally, and, and I think for a lot of us, um, surrender something that we don't like to think about. Right. Because it's something that it mm-hmm. does go against. It goes against everything that we're taught culturally. Mm-hmm. But even more than that, for me personally, it goes against everything that's inside of me. Mm-hmm. I don't like to surrender. I I know how I want something. I know what I think needs to happen. I know I, I, I. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it goes against everything. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm just going to let Todd just speak into to the message. If you didn't get a chance um, to be here with us or to watch it online, you, we've got a Richwood Church of Christ YouTube channel. Um, you can find us on Facebook. There's a link there on the Richwood Church of Christ Facebook page. Um, but it was, you know, it was a great day. And, um, I think the message was, um, just spot on for, you know, a time where we celebrate, you know, it was actually the 4th of July. It doesn't happen very often. It does right. not. Every um, seven years. Every seven years. Thank you. <laughs> You're good at math, man. I'm very good at that. Um, but, but, you know, on a, you know, day where we think about our independence, we think about, yeah. um, the fact that as a nation, we don't want to surrender. We're not going to surrender to another nation. But here's this kind of countercultural idea of surrender and what does that look like as a Christ follower? Right, right. Well, it's such a, um, I think in our culture, we tend to not be very extreme with anything, mm. um, which kind of struck me with some of the scriptures that I use about using the words all and everything. And, and we are a culture that's becoming, uh, we've t- talked about this a lot and I'm, a lot of people have talked about this, just the idea of, of tolerance and inclusion, mm-hmm. you know, right. and obviously acceptance, acceptance, mm-hmm. you know, and everything's sort of middle of the road and don't go, you know, be careful about how you say everything and how you, how you respond to people and all that. somebody. Exactly. You know, but you know, God in, in the way he uses his, his word is like, nope, it's clear. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's all, it's extreme. It's, it's everything. It's right. not, um, it, there's nothing partial, um, there's nothing really tolerant. Um, there's not, uh, you know, where he's going to say, you know, I, I, I need a partial commitment. I need a, he doesn't even really say I need a, a growing commitment. You know, we right. kind of, as Christians, we kind of say, well, I'm growing that way. I'm going, right, right. it's like, okay, well, that's, you know, and I think God and his grace understands that, but, mm-hmm. but he's clear. It's mm-hmm. like, he, he wants all of us. He, right. he need, in order to accomplish his greatest purpose, in us, he needs all of us. He, he needs, needs the whole thing. The well, that kind of goes back to what we were talking about when you first came in, being lukewarm. Exactly. I mean, you, you're, yep. you yes. either be hot or cold. I don't want you middle yeah. of the road here. And when I'm listening to you talk, it's like, I want yeah. you hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's extreme. It is extreme. That's extreme. Be all and, in or all out. Yeah. Exactly. And um, I love the um, when you were reading through um, 
And I did get all these at, in, at one time, which was awesome. But um, I love the verses that you chose, and I'm not going to read them all. But the one um, you know you read from Exodus 20, verses one through three, and verse three, you know, where he's he's just talking about I brought you out of this. But then verse three says, "You shall have no other gods before me." Mm-hmm. That is extreme. It is because yeah. think of the gods that we place in front of God. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's the God of our anything can be a God. Yeah. Yeah. Anything, yeah. like anything. Um, I love the um, you know the verse you read um, in Luke 14 in the in the same way those of you who do not give up everything you have cannot be my disciples. Yeah, and there's another one of those words, everything. Yeah, not, not yeah. some things. You got to give it up to be my disciple. Yeah, think about that. Mm-hmm. That's extreme. <laughs> it's here's the thing I love about um, not speaking. It's that. You know, and you, you, you probably understand this and you understand this too, Brandon, mm-hmm. both of you guys, is that when you're speaking and you're doing this, you've worked on this so hard and you've prayed about it mm-hmm. so much, you're trying to, you're, you're like, God, whatever message needs to go to whatever yeah. ear to however yep. that's going to be. But when you're on the, on the receiving end of yeah. that, it is totally different mm-hmm. because like, you know, I would probably, you know, the passages that I chose and I spoke about, you'd probably do it different, Todd, you'd probably do it different. Mm-hmm. But when, you are listening to somebody else like you were breaking this down. I was like, oh, that is a really good point. And so on the receiving end, it is so good to be on the receiving sure. end. Right. Because totally. when you're on the giving, like and God's using you to do it, it's you learn a lot. Yeah. I, I mean, I, yep. I learn I'm I'm receiving. But when you actually just get to set and listen to the words in the scriptures, you know, and how God uses that, you know, because God's word is alive and active, Mm -hmm. you know, sharper than two, a double-edged sword. It is true. Yeah. Because you read a couple of scriptures and I was like, oh, that's really good. I needed that. Sure. Right. And it didn't really even apply to what you were saying. It just, I just needed it. It's in a different way. Yeah. Because yeah, well, you guys, Craig, you do it, have done it for years and years and Brandon as well, but I've not I've not preached a ton in my life. And, um, we could change that. Well, no, it's, it's good. <laughs> the routine is good, so we'll keep going. But, um, but it is that idea when you write something, you, you don't know how it's going to be received. Right. And, and, and because God's word is active, yeah, you, you pick a scripture for a particular purpose or a thought that you have. Right. You know, sermons and anytime somebody teaches or whatever, it's always filtered through them and their experiences. Right. It's going to land different with everyone. Exactly. So I get concerned. Concern is a strong word. I, I wondered, um, you know, after you read it so through so many times, it's like, well, does that scripture really even apply there? Right. You know, after a while, cause it's like maybe they aren't going to make the jump in their head or exactly. they're not going to. Right. So, um, so anyway, yes, but when you receive it, when you hear it for the first time, which everybody else besides yourself hears it generally for the first time, it's like, oh yeah, God just uses those, his words in order to accomplish his purpose, whatever that may be whatever, for that person. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so, you know, when, when you're talking about surrender and surrender in the way that you were talking about it, and when I was listening to that, um, there, there is an extreme. That's an extreme surrender. Mm-hmm. And yep. it, it's, uh, it's not just, Waving the white flag on that, it's 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 an, an obedient, exactly. intentional surrender to to God. And so, one of the verses that you read, and I had actually have read this a few times since then. I know this thing, but in this, this is this is a surrender verse, and it's also extreme because three times in this verse, the word "all" is used. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I love this because you read um, it's Matthew twenty seven thirty seven. Jesus replied, "Love the Lord your God with." All 
your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. I mean, he covered yeah. literally the entire being. Right. Yep. If you're not going to do this, then it doesn't mean anything. Right. And when you when you read all, and then I started thinking about all, and when I was mowing, I was listening to the headphones, and I was listening to somebody talk about this. That is extreme. Yeah. That's convicting because I'm not so sure I can say. I mean, I love God. There's no doubt. But what does that mean? All heart, right. soul, and mind. Right. I mean. Now I start to feel very deficient. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I think you mentioned it earlier. That's kind of where the grace of God starts to move into your life to say, this is where I've got you covered. I don't yeah. want you to feel guilty and shameful and nasty and dirty. That's a satanic thing. What I want you to do is I just want you to love me and serve me and glorify me. Mm-hmm. And let's take you for where you're at. Yeah. 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 So that's really that was yeah. really good. Yeah. Yeah. I love um, just seeing the Holy Spirit work and take you know the message – and the music and marry them together mm-hmm. and, and you know the music it. was perfect. I yeah. mean, I after because knowing those, so, I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, you're good. But just hearing, um, you know, you had given me the list. Mm-hmm. I knew I knew all those right. songs, but when we actually sang them, and then the words you added and the insight and all that was really good. But it was just like I really didn't necessarily have to preach the sermon, right? right. Because it was it, most of it. The, it was in all the songs. Right. It was in the music and and. Uh, and, and in the worship, so yeah, I'm yeah, and sorry. that's what I was going to say. You know, we we did plan, we planned together, mm-hmm. and, and talked about what mm-hmm. the message was going to be, and planned the the songs accordingly. And and one of the the for me the most important thing that I do before I even plan is I spend time in prayer and mm-hmm. ask God to to allow the Holy Spirit to work through me in selecting the songs. And I love to see when that you know, it, and and almost every week it it just takes place in ways that just blow me away because you know you read a, a passage. A verse like Matthew twenty two thirty seven, where Jesus replied, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind," and and you think about all of the times that you know we were singing about surrender, right? right. But how many times we sing that word all? Yeah. We sing, "Take my life, take my life, and let it be consecrated all to Thee." Yeah. We sing, "I surrender all." Um, and then we closed out with my heart is yours, kind of talking about what you talked about, Craig, about, you know, God wants our heart. And then they kind of throw in um, a revamped version of I surrender all as a bridge in there as well. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. you know, I just love seeing the Holy Spirit work in that. And, and as people leave, you know, our prayer is collectively as a team here, our prayer is that people leave with one, one, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, point yeah one focal point yeah one yes. point yeah one point you're welcome thank you thank you 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 return the favor for me um but yeah they they leave with one focal point right yeah. and so they're they're not saying well well brandon said this and then right. they sang a song about this right. and then todd said this in his sermon what what was i supposed to remember today right. Um, right. And so, you know, but just then seeing the Holy Spirit take that to another level, it shouldn't blow me away, but it does. It just mm-hmm. blows me away. It humbles me and, mm-hmm. and makes me realize that, you know, God is at work. I was at Southland Christian Church years ago. Wayne Smith was the minister. Do you know who Wayne Smith yeah. is? Okay. So, <laughs> right. So he, he preached, he preached on surrender and the closing, the invitation, cause that was back in the day when they did invitation songs all the time was the song, I surrender all, mm-hmm. you know, all to Jesus. And then mm-hmm. I give the course, I surrender all, I surrender. All. So he leads into this and says, we're going to be singing, I surrender all. And he said, I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. He said, and I need everybody to do this and to be honest. If you are literally surrendering it all 
to Jesus Christ this week, last week up until right now, sing with all your heart. If you have not surrendered at all to Christ, don't you dare sing this song. Wow. wow. Do not sing. And he mm. said, and that South End at that point was like in like five sections. There was like on the floor. And he went, this section, do you hear what I'm telling you? Section two. He said, promise me you're not going to do this. Balcony, do not sing. He said, do I have everybody's word? I need to hear a yes. <laughs> and they all went, yes. So we all stand and nobody's singing. Just the people up front. And there were people crying. I was like, oh, my goodness. Wow. That was impacting. Oh, my goodness. Because guess what? The point was, are you sur- – right. I think the sermon title was, how much are you surrendering to Christ? Yeah. Everything, all, partial, or none. Hmm. And he says it's all or it's nothing. Wow. wow. It was very impactful, but he had a way of doing that. He yeah. could be the most funniest man on the face oh, man. of the planet, yeah. and then it's like he clocked you in the side of the face Damn. and made your eyes swell yep. like yours. You exactly. know, it's like <laughs> I'd have yeah, been all right getting goodness. punched by Wayne B. Smith. <laughs> right, that would be something since he's been dead a while, <laughs> right? Yeah, just, just a few years. Take you still, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> he probably could. <laughs> but I just thought that was that was. A, I think he got the point across that mm, day mm-hmm. because he probably took him three or four minutes to stress. I don't want anybody singing. But if you are doing it, sing it, sing it out. Sing it all out to the glory of God and let this be heard. Nobody was singing. Just wow. the people up front. That was crazy. Mm. The point was taken. Yeah, I was going to say, they left that day like oh. thinking, exactly. They knew oh. they knew what was on their agenda. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, the that was just to get, where did you, how did you come up with that? Because I didn't give you that. We didn't talk about it. Come up with what? The surrender topic. I don't know. You know, you what was always give heart? me plenty of lead time when you yeah. asked me to preach. So which is a really good thing. So it does? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, you know, and I, I, I don't know because I don't preach very often. I don't have to, and you always give me very free reign. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's like, you know, what do I, sort of, what am I dealing with myself? Right. You know, you mm-hmm. kind of deal your own junk right. when you do right. this kind of thing, you right. know? And so, I mean, so surrender, that's just a hard thing for me. I, I, I like control. Yeah. I like to be in control. I like to think I do a good job when I'm in control, you know? <laughs> but, but I pat myself on the back. Exactly, <laughs> you know? But obviously, you know, I know it's like, I can't. I can't. Right. You know. So it's, I think the the surrender thing was maybe God saying, "Well, why don't you preach about it? Because that way you'll uh, you you have to work through some of your own stuff, yeah. you know, in order to uh, accomplish and that's, that." The pain is a part of the process. It is. Right, there, right doing that. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I, I yeah. thought the points were really good. I was going to bring that up. Yeah. I, yeah. So yeah, go ahead and bring it up. No, I'll, you can do. It. No. Well, point number one was I thought was like really great because yeah. um, I got the slides. Ahead of time, mm. like you know, Randy has us on that list, right. and so I got the slides ahead of time. So I thought, well, I'll just go ahead and take a peek real quick because I wasn't going to, but I thought I'll just go ahead and do it. And even when I was like, oh, those are good points for surrender, I'm like, those are really good. And um, but surrendering our jobs and and our career mm-hmm. um, to God, yeah, that's huge. Yeah. I mean, do we do that? Wow. Anyway, the- I'm sure people probably think because we all work in a church, right. you know, that that's not as much of an issue for us, you right. know, but I think the issues just become different, I exactly you know, that. as far as, like you spoke to earlier, just the idea of, 
uh, uh, being a consistent witness and, and all those right. things, you know, right. and uh, the elevated positions um, we have, you know, to, to try to say, well, Lord, you know, you're going to be in charge. It's it's going to be yours. Uh, right. Because we all know of pastors and leaders yeah. in Christian Christianity, Christian right. world who have misused uh, right. their careers, yep. you know, and their, their the roles that they've been given and, and not done what was appropriate? Uh, right. What no, was yeah, godly? Exactly. 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 Um, I, I just thought that was really good. Just um, surrendering our career and our jobs, and you yeah. know, no matter where, no matter where we're at, and, and I don't think people realize just you know, uh, just kind of an offshoot of that. You know, God has placed us where He's placed us mm-hmm. for a reason. We mm-hmm. think that. You know, you think you moved here 20 years ago for a certain reason, and mm-hmm. maybe God's reasoning wasn't until now. Right. I don't know. Right. I mean, I look at like the story of Joseph. I look at I look at all these people in the Bible where God had moved them into positions or into places or to an area, and like their job didn't come out until later right. on that. And I I, I don't know. Um, that's part of like just. I like that. I, I just like surrendering my job to God mm-hmm. yeah. and my career. God, yeah. however you want that. Yeah. So that was yeah. good. Good yeah, point. And sometimes that means not not taking a position that's going to be a a pay increase or something to to stay where God wants you, or taking a position somewhere that is a lateral move. That and, and we're not just talking about in in the Christian world. We're talking about mm-hmm. you know for those who are out in in right. the mainstream world as well with with jobs and careers of you know maybe it's a lateral move or maybe it's even a small downgrade, but it's for you know right. God has a purpose for it, and, right. and so it's you know praying over those decisions, exactly. Which all you know the three of us in this room we know that's difficult. We've all been mm-hmm. in those moments where we've we've had to make a you know a move. Yeah. And, you know, I know for me in, in my past, it hasn't really been what I personally wanted. You know, I wanted that control like Todd was talking about. I, I wanted to be in control. And God was like, no, you just need to trust me. You need to surrender right. it. Mm-hmm. Surrender it to me and and just step back and watch what I can do. Yeah. And looking back at that now, it's like God knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, you fight for control. And I think, you know, we're all got that personality where you fight for control. But um, when I think I've got it under control, it's almost like within a few hours to a day or so, I realize how not in control I <laughs> right. am. Mm-hmm. That is not my control. And it's almost a humbling, well, it's not almost, it is a humbling event to where you really do go before God and be like, God, I'm I'm sorry. I've been fighting you for this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is yours. And I, I cannot tell you how many times I've actually let go and let God take it. And he took it. And it's amazing. Right. Like when he actually takes it and you're like, he right. may not have, he, he didn't do it what I, how I would do it, but he did it better than I would do it. Mm-hmm. It was slower, yeah. but his outcome was so much better than what my outcome would have yeah. been. Right. Yeah. And so I love that. I love yeah. about God. Your second, um, if I'm skipping quickly, stop me. <laughs> I really like this one, surrendering our finances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. That, you, you All right, let's to... go to the third one, right? <laughs> well, you, you, you talked about everything being God's, and that was a perfect lead-in to yeah. that second one of surrendering our finances. And Todd, you read um, the verse from Psalm 24-1. The earth is the Lord's yeah. and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Yeah. Yeah. It. Uh, yeah, our finances, it, it almost... And I didn't do this intentionally, but just the order that we went, you know, our jobs are personal, but then our finances become even more mm-hmm. personal. And then the, the next one becomes even more personal than that. But, yeah. um, but yeah, our finances, that's, uh, cause again, we, if you're a planner at all, you know, you like to 
plan your finance. You like to use your finances wisely because we have been given those as a gift. Mm-hmm. We've been given those to right. manage, but it's it, it's so easily turns into um, probably a strong word, but hoarding. Right. <laughs> you know, right. it's like oh, selfishness. Because, selfishness because yeah. I need to plan for the future and I need to I need to have a, a big you know nest egg or whatever. I need to. Um, or, or maybe it's I need the possession that it's going to buy. I need the whatever, and that's such a uh, easy um, path to start down, you know. And to 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 step out of that path, off of that path, is really hard in our For culture, sure. especially when we're bombarded with with just advertisements right. and just that oh, yeah. the, the the idea that we need everything. And that it's yours and you deserve it. It leaves you unsatisfied. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Yeah. You're totally unsatisfied with what God has given to you. Yeah. You know, you're right. You need the car. You need this water softener. You (laughs) need this electrical outlet. You need this light bulb. You need this mower. It's crazy. Yeah. Because you you deserve it. Yeah. You know, we don't deserve anything. I was talking to um, a gentleman. It's been a couple of weeks ago. Maybe uh, you were gone. And um, we were... um, Talking about how um, people are just unsatisfied today mm-hmm. and how they're unsatisfied with everything. Mm-hmm. They're just not happy right. about anything. And he deals a lot with uh, sleep disorders and things like that. And he said, I cannot tell you, he said he's been, he, he said he's been doing this like 28, 29 years. He said in the last seven to 10 years, he said, it's just one, it's just one sleep disorder after another. Mm-hmm. And he's come to the conclusion. Are you ready? He said, I think it's computers, iPads, cell phones, and he riddled off through video games and things like that. But he said, because he said, people never put down right. their cell phone. Mm. They're always connected. Mm-hmm. They got to answer the email. They got to answer the, the text. You, you've got to see who, who just posted something. You're getting an update. You're on Facebook. He said, they're on Instagram. They're on Twitter. He said, you're looking at ads for cars. You're looking at ads for houses. You're looking at sports. You're looking at that. He said, and it's constant. He said, even if you go to the, you're watching television at home, you're on your cell phone, you're on Mm -hmm. this. And he said, people are so, their minds are so being controlled by the world. And he said, by Satan and by all these things. And he said, it leaves you empty and hollow and unsatisfied. And he said, so now you can't even sleep anymore. He said, uh, so he said him and his wife, they have, when they go home in the evening, they literally plug their cell phones in in the evening and leave them alone. Mm. And he said, it's really hard not to check them before they go to bed. Mm-hmm. And he said, he's told friends and they'll, now they'll turn their cell phones up. He said, if they hear a text come in, they know the, the t- sound, but they know the ring tone of, of a phone call that will check that to see if it's an emergency. But he said, if it's not. They're, they're down. And he said it has helped their minds Mm -hmm. to, and I think when, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, um, finances or whatever. I think that, you know, Satan's job is to leave us unsatisfied. Mm -hmm. He loves that. And I love the verse that you read and, um, it was Psalm 24, one, I'm just going to read the first part. He said, it says the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. Mm -hmm. I love that. Everything. Yeah. Everything is all it's everything is God's. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. um, that is hard to grasp. My finances too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we uh, we we just, for better or for worse, we want to, yeah, take control or manage or, and, and think we know better or think we, again, deserve something that we, may or may not deserve. You know, but uh, 
Yeah, yeah, to give up your finances and to 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 give sacrificially and to do right. um, those things that God's called us to do. Mm-hmm. Man, it's a step out, yeah. you know, a, a step on faith because uh, we all want to know that the whole safety net. We want to know that. Yeah. Oh well, I have some back, and I don't think God God calls us to be good planners too, because there's scriptures right, 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 to 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 say that we need to think ahead, we need to provide for our families, we need to do that. But I think I know I struggle with where is that line? You know what? Right. What do I really need? You know right. what do I need? Um, you know you're planning for. I'm getting closer to retirement, and you're planning for that, and it's like. They'll give you all the fun little charts that say, well, you're on your way to planning right. and you're on your way to being sufficient until you're, you know, 95 years old or right. whatever. I'm not, but that's what the chart like, will wow, try to tell you. You are doing good. The chart will try to, you know, to try to indicate that for you. But, um, but anyway, so to try to draw that line to say, well, that's where, where am I relying on me as opposed to relying on what that God's going to exactly, provide right. what exactly. I need, you know, exactly. and, uh, um, and for somebody who's young, you know, with a younger family like Brandon, it's right. like when you guys with children and we all know raising kids is way more expensive than it used to be. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do you try to balance needs and, and, and also be generous and try to right. be that example for your kids right. of being generous, you exactly. know, and it's a, it's certainly a challenge for sure. It yeah, is. You, sure. you read a, um, you used verse. I'm not going to do them all. It's, you, you read First Timothy six six to ten, I, I, but the verse six is, oh, yeah. but godliness with contentment mm-hmm. is great gain. Yeah, that is. I mean, if you just step back and you think about that, godliness and contentment, there's there's what you need. Mm-hmm. It's funny because it's been a few months ago. I was talking to somebody and I just asked them, I said, "Hey, are you happy? Everything going well?" And the person said, "I don't know if I'm happy, but I'm very contented." And I was like, mm-hmm. well, that's a good statement. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I think about it. I'm not so sure I am happy about everything in life, mm. but am I contented? Yeah, I'm, I'm contented, but as happy, maybe not happy. I'm joyful in God. Right. But I'm not happy about a lot of things. So content, that's yeah. a huge thing. I like that. I mm-hmm. like that when you, mm-hmm. you know, drove that point home. Yeah. And, and Todd, you said the words, um, for better or worse. And it was just remind, maybe it's because I've, I've already, performed one wedding, <laughs> officiated one wedding, and I have another one coming up this month. Maybe I'm in the marriage um, the marriage mode. But it reminds me of the covenant that a husband and a wife make, mm-hmm. but also being reminded that our relationship with God is a covenant as well. And so, you know, they repeat those lines, for better, mm-hmm. for worse, for richer or poor. Mm-hmm. And, and how much more, you know, does God want us to to join in that covenant with him as well? God, for better or worse, right. Right. for richer or poorer. You know, I'm going to trust you no matter right. what my what happens with my finances. And yes, you've called me to be, you know, a good steward. You've called me to plan. You, you want the best for me, but you have to take the selfishness out of it, right? You know, and and realize that you know this is a covenant. And sometimes what appears to us isn't the way that mm-hmm. that God sees things, right? And that's tough. Yeah, because the whole poor—that's a great analogy. Because for richer, for poorer, and how. How uh, often in our society, and without getting into the whole prosperity gospel thing, but right. just the whole right. idea that if poor people somehow are less blessed exactly. people, right. you know, right. even if we would, you know, something happens financially to one of us, it's like you, you it would be easy for an outsider to look at it and say, oh, well, it's a result of something or yeah. they didn't plan well. 
but the seasons that God has planned for us may include a poor season, you yeah, know, right. that doesn't diminish who God is and it doesn't diminish his relationship with us, but it just, you know, it's for richer, for poorer. And, um, yeah. How many times have you met somebody who has, you know, they're not rich. They, they don't have hardly anything, but they seem to be a very contented mm-hmm. and they're very happy and they're, it seems like they're walking close to God. Yeah. And how many times have you met somebody who has tons of money? They're not contented. Right. They, they're very unsettled. They're very, yeah. um, they've got all these issues going on. It's, yeah. it, it is an amazing, like, what do you call it? It's like from one spectrum to the end, you think mm-hmm. the more you get, the more I have, the happier I'm going to be. That should almost be, um, a, a given that's not going to happen. Right. right. I right. mean, it's almost like the more you have, the less stress or the more stressed you're going to mm-hmm. be. Yeah. And, um, and the it, more you want, the, it is like a black hole yeah. right. is what that is. And, um, that's where Satan wants you to be. Exactly. exactly. It's exactly yeah. where he wants you. That hole will never get filled. That whole idea about, yeah, Satan wants us to, um, to enjoy the blessing more than the blessor. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's really good. You know, he just, because See, don't you think Todd should be speaking more often? Yeah, I agree. No. <laughs> took me, took me two months just to come up with a few lines. So, um, very good lines. Though. But just that idea is like, you know, if he can get us to, to enjoy that, the blessing right. and be distracted by the blessing. Exactly. You know, it's like, well, he's, that, that's, we're in a, we're in a good position for Satan when we are, uh, so infatuated with the blessing as opposed right. to who gave the blessing. That almost, so. That's a good, that's a good analogy even for where we're at as a country. Mm-hmm. We've enjoyed the blessings mm-hmm. of God so much and the freedoms that now we have almost distanced ourselves from the creator and totally. the blessor. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, you, you, you have a, a time of penalty for lack of a better word that you, you have to acknowledge that because yeah. it comes back to get you. So yeah. Yeah. good. That's a good point. Yep. Absolutely. The next point was, um, I'm lost. Oh, surrendering your family. Yeah. That was good. What made you come up with that one? <laughs> Tough questions. That well, was a good one. That well, was a good one. I, I like that. Know. And I And again, you know, we have conversations around here. That, yeah, we do. That just talk. I don't know. I just see so many families that are struggling with the idea of um, that they're Children, generally speaking, their children are run their lives. Yeah. Right. And it just pains my soul because it's like, it's just not the way it's supposed to be. Again, it's the, the blessings of our children aren't supposed to be the, um, the ruler of our lives or whatever. But, uh, but that's just been on my heart a lot. Just it's like, you know, we need to enjoy, but they, God loves them more than we do. You know, God right. loves those children or grandchildren or whatever more than we do. And I have right. my first grandchild coming here in a month and maybe Oh, that's going to change your It's going to struggle. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. sure I'm going to have a struggle with that, you know, <laughs> wanting to uh uh give him up to God, but um but just that that idea. It's like helping families get some perspective. It's like you can love your child in a way that isn't smothering and it doesn't create this sort of chaos in the family because you just see families I see families struggling to sort of keep up and all that because their children are just so involved or so right. and they do it out of the parents do it out of love but it just creates this sort of 
chaotic family life. Yeah. Right. You know? And that's not what God intended. No, not at, at all. all. Not I at like all. the verse he used, you know, anyone who loves their father mm. or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Yeah. There's a lot in that verse. Wow. That that's a huge mm-hmm. verse, and um, it kind of puts it into perspective. It's not God's not saying don't love them, right? right. But I am the top thing in your life. So what does that mean? What? And I think sometimes, and I'm not a list person. I've never really been. A, my wife is a list person. Mm-hmm. She makes a list for everything, which is awesome. That's the way she's wired. I'm not. But if I was to sit down and write a list of, um, you know my love for God and what that looks like as opposed to everything else for my family or my kids or my grandkids or, or whatever, you know, it is hard. You know, the balance is God and then everything else. Right. Mm-hmm. And where we get unbalanced is, you know, like you said, you put your family, your kids, the softball, the soccer, the whatever above God, then things become unbalanced. Right. But you guys know it. Anybody listening who's done this knows this. The minute that you put God first place above it all, which goes great, surrender, you really do start to see God work in your life, and it mm-hmm. all does come together. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I just think he wants us. I just think yes. he wants us, not because he's uh, neurotic or he's selfish. I think he wants us because there's there's a blessing in putting him first. Mm-hmm. There's, yep. a, there's an order. It's kind of like we talked to, you know, a few weeks ago. God is a God of order. Yeah. He's not a God of chaos. Right. And so, so you have a family or you, you know, we've talked finances or whatever, mm-hmm. and you put that over God. Well, you're going to find disorder in yeah. your life every mm-hmm. single time. Mm-hmm. And so it goes with this. Yeah. I thought that was a really good point. Absolutely. Yeah. I thought that was really yeah. good. But yeah, I just that whole idea of that, that God, I think it says in scripture, God wants to bless us. Mm-hmm. God right. wants to, you know, that, that contentment you talked about or the, right. um, um, that, that blessing of, um, well, whatever, I guess other blessings he wants to give us. But, but I think we just, we just hope we don't allow him to always do that right. by our actions in our lives. Right. We, we just kind of bottleneck the blessing flow right. by our, um, desire for control or just our sin, you know, our sinful yeah. selves, but uh, he certainly wants to bless us. I like the bottleneck um, analogy because it's like, you know, you're squeaking out a blessing every now and then. Exactly. Instead of the entire, God wants to... And really... like we're satisfied yep. with eking right. out a blessing right. once in a while. Yeah, right. Where it's like, wow. we, we, it's like we get a drip every once in a while where we could get like the whole, you <laughs> right. know, whatever. Imagine what's behind that. Oh, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah right. I, I agree with that 100%. Yeah. And then the last point was a really good one. I I would never even thought of this. And um, surrendering to God's grace. Wow, that was really good. Yeah. We talk a lot about God's grace, and but literally surrendering and what that actually means. I thought yeah. that was I thought that was really mm-hmm. good. What do you think about that? I've been talking way too much. No, you're good. No, I, I absolutely. And that's something like you said. It kind of flew in under the radar a little right. bit. Um, you know, the other ones, as, as painful as they are to kind of come to grips with, with surrendering your job and your career and your, your family and your finances, this one also is something that, um, you know, I, I think that it's so important and, and it goes, you read, it, it kind of, I don't know, we, we kind of squelch it sometimes. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, right. but you read Ephesians chapter two. It's a, mm. a little longer. But, um, 
it was good because it made me remember when to come back up and begin <laughs> playing after you were done. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and just read that if that's okay. Go for it. Okay, good. I was waiting for approval, but if you said no, I was going to read it anyways. Um, so it's Ephesians chapter 2, 1 through 10. And it says, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the, of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. And then verse 4, But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. Mm. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. And there, there that mm. reminder is there's nothing that we can do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's not of mm-hmm. yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not the work, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Yeah. Amen. Good, good verse. And yeah. that, thank you for joining us on uh, grounded, right? Right, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And with that, yep. that's yeah. just crazy good. Yep. Yeah, um, I, I love that. I make I, the verse in five. You know, all of. All of us um, also lived among them at any time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is that. And I love the the whole picture painted in that passage of Scripture just yeah. about how here's where you were, here's what you've done. Basically, I read this. Here's my cliff-noted version. I don't deserve this right. at all. But I'm, but I'm there. Yeah, yeah. I've got this. And, and I, and I love the fact that God has provided that, that way out. And, you know, in the verse that you read toward the end, for it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. Mm-hmm. It's not from yourselves. Yeah. It's like, I love it because I can't get to heaven and be like, Hey, you know what? Here's what I've done. Here's the sermons that I've preached, the classes that I've taught, the people that I've baptized. Absolutely right. not. Right. Those are awesome. You know, the things yeah. you've done, Todd, are awesome. Things you've mm-hmm. done, Brandon, or anybody else listening for God mm-hmm. is awesome. That does not get me to heaven. Exactly. Right? It right. is solely right. the gift and the mercy of God and yeah. the grace of God. And I love that because that's what makes the ground level for every single person. Yeah. Rich, poor. Yep. Um, you know, IQs of, you know, 300,000 and IQs <laughs> of 90, you right. know, whatever. The ground is totally level because yeah. of what God has done yeah. through Jesus Christ. Yeah. I love and so, that. you know, it doesn't mean that you you quit doing those great things for God. No, you know, you continue. And Paul talks about that, um, but you continue to do those things because of the grace that you've been given. Right. It's because of what God's done for you that you you then you know kind of step up to the plate with your works. Right. Right. The struggle kind of comes in, and I know we're drawing to an end here, so I don't want to lengthen this too much. But just that idea of of maybe it's just my struggle. I don't know. Um, <laughs> wanting to earn everything, though, right, right, right. You know, to not earn, that we we can't do anything to earn God's grace. You know, and how I so want to do that. I want to do one more good thing, and I want to 
you know, just to ensure that I'm in his good grace. I just, you know, want to make sure, and, and, and it's, we can't, we just got to surrender that right. it's his right. grace. He's given it to us as a gift and, um, to get that through our heads that there's nothing we can do to earn it. Right. It's purely yep. a gift. And there's nothing that can happen to you where God calls that either, because I've had right. people ask me several times and, uh, a lot actually. And, um, you know, something will happen and they'll say, I just don't know why God would let this happen to me. And they'll go and mm-hmm. say, because of, you know, I've done this or that. Yeah. I'm like, that has nothing to do <laughs> right. with it at all. I'm like, if a hurricane hits, we're all getting hit by it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Whether right. I have given a thousand million dollars to an orphanage or I've done absolutely, we're all getting hit by that hurricane. Yeah. You know, yeah. it yep. is what it is. And, um, I love the, uh, I love the fact that it's just, God's like, here's where it's at. This is, this is all what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And, um, how, just how ingenious that is. <laughs> I'm exactly. Like, wow. I'm like, who, that's why he's God. You know, it's like, <laughs> exactly. You, um, the last verse that you read, which has always intrigued me. This, this verse always has intrigued me. For we are all God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus. We're created in him to mm-hmm. do good works, which is not about the good works, right? Mm-hmm. Which God prepared in advance for us to do. Mm-hmm. So God's already prepared things for you, mm-hmm. you, me, whoever else listening for us to do. Yeah. And it's to do what? Glorify God mm-hmm. yeah. yep. in what, what he has done. That's really good. He's I taking care of all the details. Yep. He has. Everything is taken care of. And it's like we have to step out and say, I trust that you yep. are going to do what you say you're going to do. You know, and... We all, I need reminders of that all the time. Looking back, and I think we can all look back in our lives and say, yep, God really showed up there. God showed up there. He obviously was there, you know, but somehow, um, it makes me think of the Crowder's current Crowder song, the good God Almighty, because he says, I get amnesia. Yeah. I forget that you keep coming (laughs) around. You know, but, but he does. God Mm -hmm. is so faithful and, and good and just and, um, but, uh, I just need those reminders all the time yeah, that absolutely. I can trust him. He's yep. trustworthy. Exactly. Yeah. And it gets back to what you were talking about earlier about the whole control thing because, mm-hmm. you know, we do – we we, we want to keep a tight rein. It's like, okay, God, do your work, but I'm whole, I'm still holding on to the reins. I can't allow God right. to work. And the thing that, about God is he's not going to overpower me to get that position. Exactly. Right? Yeah. He's going to allow me to do that, to say, okay, go, go yep. for it. And then – but I believe that's a part of the process to where you do come back and you, like, you know, you understand that God can do this. And I do get amnesia. Mm-hmm. I do. I try to force things or push things or do mm-hmm. something. And, yeah. and then I do remember God did this and this was literally a miracle. Mm-hmm. He's going to do it again. Yeah. There's no doubt. Yeah. No doubt at all. Yep. Good stuff. Very yeah, good stuff. Awesome. I can't wait till Todd preaches again. Right. That'll be awesome. Is that next Two, week? 2022? It is. 2022. He, um, <laughs> Todd starts a new series in James on Sunday. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Todd will be sitting be in the crowd during the series in James. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Enjoy. Awesome. That's better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, James, that's going to be – that's good stuff. Good that's stuff. a lot of pointed stuff in there too. I mean very it practical. Yep. It's like if you're going to be following Christ, exactly. this is what yep. you need to be doing. And I, I think we're I think we going to shortchange James because I think we could actually do you oh, know, yeah. a, a whole year on uh, everything, yeah. break those down. Mm-hmm. I mean you start reading. I was reading a little bit on when we were gone. I just read like through the first couple of chapters or whatever, and um, you, you start reading through this. You're just like, "Wow, this is a lot." Right. And I think James is a book where it looks like so. What, what would you say? Um, 
the message is for today. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, some people say, oh, the Bible's yeah. outdated. You read the book of James, it's not outdated. It's no. been written yesterday. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's a very poignant, direct to the, even the illustrations that he uses. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody knows those mm-hmm. illustrations. I mean, they're just... He's he, it's a phenomenal bug, yeah. and so yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. And it's gonna be good. We'll Re- see who shows up and refueling your faith. <laughs> I might not take as many hard hits on this one than I have on those. Right, exactly. There you go. <laughs> Which might be kind of nice for change. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to say it's in the Bible. <laughs> right, it's in the Bible. It's in the well, it's good to have you on. And yeah. Thanks well, for thanks stopping for... by. Thanks for preaching and speaking. Sure. That was awesome. And it was a great service all around. It yeah. was Sunday. Yep. Yeah. It was, it was wonderful. Just like I said, to listen to it and you know hear the word of God and um, be on that receiving end. And yeah, um, it was yeah. just it was just neat. And so thank you for that. Yeah, you're I really welcome. Appreciate that. And we had more than ten people here too. Exactly. That was on, good. On a holiday. Yeah, there was on a, a few holiday more. Yeah. and. Yeah. And as always, good job to you. And, um, Thank thought you. the song selection was great. Mm-hmm. And, um, they were, um, you know, just everything always molds together yep. how God wants it to. And, God is good. Uh, and I love that. All so, the time. Yeah. So we got big weeks ahead and stuff to do. And, um, it's hard to believe this is already mm-hmm. Tuesday and tomorrow's hump day. And yeah. we're already in the middle of the week. So that's what a holiday does. That's yeah. right. That's but, all right. Uh, I know, right? It's not too bad. I'm so, looking forward to it. It's going to be a good week. Take care of that eye. Hey, thanks. I'm going to go put some ice on it or something. You're going to need it. I'll try not to back talk Allie again next time. <laughs> hey, just one more reminder before we uh, sign off. If you guys are listening to this uh, from any uh, state and we haven't heard from you uh, or, or any country. other country, um, would you send us an email or uh, go to Richwood? I always forget this. What's the email address? The email address, Richwood, R-I-C-H-W-O-O-D, churchofchrist at gmail.com. Exactly just what he said. Email us and let us know. We are still getting a ton of people from the state of New York. So if you are in the state of New York listening, please send us an email. Let us know where you're listening from in New York. And we have quite a few people who are like 15, 16 people who have listened from the United Kingdom. So if you are in the United Kingdom... Send us an email. Let us know where you're listening from over, exactly. over there as well. If you send us an email, we'll have Queen for the Tea on the next podcast. How there about you that? go. That would be nice. <laughs> you mean Tea the, for the Queen? Tea for the Queen. And, you know, that's on the uh, Caveman Diet. Tea? Yeah, I think that would be perfect. With honey. With honey, right? <laughs> Everything comes back to honey. So be sure good. if you're listening, like, subscribe, share if you like it. Um, if you don't, you don't have to listen to it anymore. But uh, thank you guys for <laughs> hanging in there and listening uh, with us today. And um, just appreciate you guys for um, especially the ones who listen all the time and we yep. hear from them. So thank Absolutely. you guys for listening. Todd, thank you for joining us yep. and taking yeah. some time out of your day today. And So great job, and we hope you have a wonderful week. God bless you. Thank you.